Today, it's the Access Health Radio question and answer show. Welcome to the Access Health Radio show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing questions that we have received so far over the last year, and we'll try to give the best answers to them on Access Health Radio. And I'm sure you will do that, Dr. Forrest. Dr. Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We'd like to take a moment to start off with to acknowledge the companies that support Access Health Radio. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They make uh, mail-order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies. You can check them out at marleydrug.com. We'd also like to thank We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring our tip of the week. You can check them out at wecareofapex.com. And the folks there will also be helping us out with some special shows this year. This is our question and answer show. It's a different format than usual, as we'll be answering questions today. Uh, we being Dr. Forrest, you don't want my answers. Uh, Dr. Forrest will be answering questions that he has received from listeners throughout the last year. And Dr. Forrest, if folks have questions they would like to submit or find out more information about your practice in Apex, uh, how can they get in touch with you or find that information? Uh, if listeners want to send us general, non-emergent questions, similar to the questions we're going to answer on the show today, uh, they can send that to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Uh, after the show, if they want to listen to part of the show again, or if they have a friend or family member who missed the show, they can go to wptf.com and find an archive of all of our old shows. We also upload to Apple Podcast about an hour after the show airs on Sunday afternoon. Um, and if you'd also like information about our medical practice in Apex, you can give us a call at 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Or check us out at www.acchealth.com. All right. Well, let's dive right in with our first question. Uh, Dr. Forrest, right here. And uh, this person asks... I did a sleep study and found out I have sleep apnea. What are the options for treating it? Well, there are several options for treating sleep apnea, but let's start with the gold standard, which is called CPAP. And CPAP stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. And these devices are much smaller than they used to be. Uh, they're portable enough to be carried in a backpack and you can just sit them on your nightstand. Um, they use a mask that usually goes over your nose and or your mouth uh, to keep your airway open while you sleep. And they are very effective and they really are the best way, the most proven way for people to treat sleep apnea. Uh, there are other options though. So there are some dental devices. Uh, a lot of times dentists will make molds of your teeth and do that. Um, and those can help sort of align your teeth and your tongue in a position that helps open your airway up some in the back. And those can be helpful for snoring and also for some minor sleep apnea. Uh, and there's some surgical procedures that are basically meant to give you more room in your airway, uh, but those are also uh, more effective for snoring than they are for apnea usually. And I would only recommend those for very mild cases. Um, and then this is what I've been getting a lot of questions about, uh, is this new device called the Inspire device. And with that, they actually implant 
um, you know, electrodes into your upper airway um, and they stimulate the muscles in your uh, sort of the back of your throat and your mouth um, to help hold it open while you sleep. Um, and I don't typically recommend that for most patients. Um, it might be an option, though, for those that cannot tolerate the, the CPAP mask. Um, but there's just a lot less research on this device and how effective it can be. Uh, you know, the CPAP's been around long enough that we know that it helps prevent problems that come from sleep apnea, like atrial fibrillation and uh, heart failure and things like that. And we just don't have enough information, uh, mm -hmm. you know, yet on the Inspire device to know if it's going to be um, similarly effective for that. I got you. Straight ahead, we're going to talk about the latest COVID vaccine, should you get it, that and more, as we continue taking your questions and giving you answers today on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Question and answers, that's what we're doing today, taking your questions and giving you answers from board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. This is Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis. Dr. Forrest, time now for our tip of the week with thanks to We Care Pharmacy of Apex for sponsoring the Access Health Radio tip of the week. And the tip of this week is about, uh, of course, one of the things we just had a question about, which is sleep apnea. So if you're sleepy during the day and you feel like you can easily drift off to sleep uh, before noon, you may have sleep apnea. And this is not just a disease about snoring. Uh, it can really be deadly and result in heart failure, atrial fibrillation, and even raise blood pressure and your risk for strokes and heart attacks. So, you know, if you are sleepy during normal waking hours, even though you thought you got at least six hours of sleep the night before, you should talk with your healthcare provider about getting a sleep study done. Many of these can even be done at home now. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. And let's move on to our next batch of questions. A reminder, if you have a question for the show, you can submit it at accesshealthradio.com. Dr. Forrest, uh, a, a question about the COVID vaccine. Should I wait for the booster that covers the new variants or just go ahead and get the old one? What do you say? Well, that's a great question. So, you know, vaccines only work if they are made for the strains of virus that are currently circulating around. Um, you know, in the same way, you know, if you got a flu shot from two years ago, it's not going to work on this year's flu. So, you know, old COVID immunizations uh, will not cover the new strains as well as a newer vaccine. So, I would always recommend getting the most up-to-date vaccine, and it really doesn't make any sense to get one that's outdated. Uh, they have recently approved the new strain vaccine. Uh, I have not seen it out uh, locally yet, but uh, I would definitely not get the old strain. If you're going to get a booster for COVID, make sure the one that you get covers the most current strains out there. Uh, that makes sense. Thanks so much, Dr. Forrest. Okay, let's... Uh... Let's head into uh, another question now. This is about uh, a topic that we talked about on a recent show. And uh, this listener asks, on the show you mentioned that there are laser treatments that can remove previous sun damage to the skin. What specifically can be treated? And they want to know how much does it cost? Yes, that's a, you know, that's a great question. Um, at this point, there are 
many different laser technologies out there. Um, but as an example, you know, we use the ICON system at our office, uh, which uses a couple different types of lasers. It also uses something called IPL, which is intense pulsed light. Um, and you can use technology like that to reduce wrinkles, get rid of brown spots, scars, stretch marks, and uh, those little red like spider veins that are on people's face. Um, but for most patients, um, they're, they're using this technology to reduce age spots and wrinkles. Um, and cost-wise, it is very expensive. Uh, the equipment is very expensive, um, and the cost to have this done varies from location to location. Uh, we tend to try to keep ours as low-priced as we can, and I would say generally they're about 30% less on average uh, with our office than some of the others. Um, and usually they're going to run, though, a couple of thousand dollars to have several treatments done. Most people need to get between four to eight treatments to get the results that they want. Um, and uh, though it's not meant for sun damage, we also do have a sculpture laser device, and that's for fat reduction as well. Um, and it can remove 25% of the fat in one area um, with a single you know, series of treatments. And uh, each one of these treatments only takes 26 minutes, and a lot of people will come in and do that over lunch. So uh, this is the technology that a lot of the celebrities are using. I know that Brooke Shields... Uh, is using this same uh, technology that we use in our office. And it just gets rid of those kind of extra fat bulges and that type of thing. Very good, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, more of your questions for Dr. Brian Forrest. And our trivia of the week is straight ahead. This is Access Health Radio. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest from Apex. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday afternoon. We are taking questions that you, our listeners, have submitted to Dr. Forrest over the past year or so, and we're breaking them down and answering, for, uh, answering them for you today here. So a different format today. And by the way, if you hear something uh, that you would like more information about and you want to get in touch with Dr. Forrest, you can uh, submit a question for the show at accesshealthradio.com. Dr. Forrest, first of all, though, it's time for one of our favorite features, the Access Health Trivia of the Week. Well, our trivia of the week this week has to do with uh, basically how are people getting their questions answered these days? And uh, you probably won't be surprised that, uh, you know, the number of people turning to things like artificial intelligence, uh, chat GPT, and some others has really grown. Um, but uh, the folks looking for a diverse range of health-related subjects continues to grow and in all, about 80% of internet users, uh, and that would represent about 93 million Americans, uh, have searched for a health-related topic online. So uh, Dr. Google is alive and well. Uh, people are using it left and right. I always have some uh, little bit of hesitancy about that because while there is a lot of really good information on the internet about health and healthcare, um, there's also some inaccurate information, and the problem is, you know, if you're scrolling through those pages and clicking on links, uh, sometimes it's hard to tell what's the truth from the fiction. Um, so I, I always encourage my patients to do some research about specific topics, but I also like to point them to specific sites, uh, places like uh, FamilyDoctor.org or the uh, Mayo Clinic has great online resources. 
And if you're going to something reputable like that, you can have some confidence. Uh, but be careful about just typing into Google or typing into ChatGPT uh, symptoms or questions because uh, while it can be good, and you know, generally when I use the AI, I find it to be about 90% accurate. Uh, the problem is when you don't know what the 10% inaccuracy is. So be beware of that. Well, sometimes when I do it, uh, I'm not even sure how to phrase the question to get the, the right answer. So I, I think sometimes just talking with your physician, I, I think that's always the best answer, isn't it? Yes. I, I definitely always back up any answers you get uh, online. Uh, with your own personal physician or healthcare provider. No doubt about that. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, here's another question. And this is about a topic that we recently covered here on Access Health Radio, Dr. Forrest. This person wants to know more about ACOs and the Medicare Shared Savings Program. Now, they say, I found out that my doctor is part of an ACO and the Medicare Shared Savings Program. How does that affect me? I guess my first question is, what is an ACO? Well, uh, ACO stands for Accountable Care Organization. Uh, you probably remember back from the, the 90s when we had HMOs, mm -hmm. and HMOs stood for Health Maintenance Organizations. And a lot of people, you know, made jokes about what it really stood for and that it definitely wasn't a health maintenance organization. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people had uh, bad things to say about HMOs. And ACOs is really a modern uh, version of HMOs, uh, but there's some differences. So, uh, you know, this is a loaded question, but the, uh, the shared savings program of Medicare and ACOs are both meant to reduce costs for Medicare and the insurance companies that pay for a lot of healthcare. And in theory, you know, this is meant to keep programs like Medicare from going broke. It's meant to, you know, try to keep premiums down and things like that. Uh, the problem is there can be a really strong incentive for physicians and hospitals to save every dollar they can. And sometimes that means reducing care or reducing choices for patients. And that's the way you save the money. So. You know, if, for example, if a doctor or hospital participating in an ACO or Medicare cuts corners on cost, you know, they get a bonus check. Well, if they prescribe you the cheapest drug possible and then they get a financial reward for doing so, you have to, you know, be a little concerned about that. Mm -hmm. If they don't refer you for a service or they don't recommend for you something like physical therapy following surgery, which we've actually seen that happen several times. Um, they may get part of the money that's saved for not referring you for that service as a reward from Medicare or from the insurance company. Um, and so while these are intended to save money and keep premiums down and, you know, keep Medicare financially solvent, there can be a downside because uh, there can be sort of this uh, financial incentive to, to limit care for your patients. And that's one reason I don't, you know, I won't participate in the ACOs and those type programs. And I encourage people to ask their doctors if they participate in ACOs or Medicare shared savings. And if they do participate in those, then, you know, patients always have a right to, to choose providers that don't participate in those programs. Dr. Forrest, we know, and the whole idea behind this program is knowledge is power. And you had spoken to one of your patients previously and I know you've shared this story before, but maybe if you can just touch on it again, where uh, you found out that one of your patients had 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 knee surgery 
and and they wondered because they had to have the other knee done. They wondered right. if this program right. was was uh, was part of what was going on. Can you explain that just briefly again? Yeah, so I'll use that as a, a, a real example, and obviously I'm not going to use any names or anything, but, uh, you know, I did have a patient that uh, had both knees replaced, and when they had their first knee replaced, uh, this was right before uh, these rules went into effect, the shared savings and the ACO rule, mm-hmm. and they did great with that knee surgery. You know, the, the, the surgeon referred them for physical therapy. They got their range of motion back really quick. Uh, they were back on their feet. They were pain-free. They were doing terrific. And uh, the exact same surgeon had told this patient, hey, you know, we need to replace your other knee too, um, but we want you to get all recovered from this one first. And so he did that. And when he went to get the second knee surgery, which was not uh, very, very far away, um, he had the same surgeon do the surgery. He had it done at the exact same hospital. But the difference was this time the surgeon did not refer him for physical therapy uh, after the surgery. And this was curious to the patient, and he didn't recover as fast. He, he didn't get his range of motion back. Uh, he had a lot more problems with sort of residual pain. And so he was wondering why. So he came in for his appointment, and he was telling me about this. And um, I told him, I said, oh, I know exactly what happened. I said... Uh, your surgeon probably is in one of these ACO accountable care organizations uh, or Medicare shared saving program under uh, Medicare. And he gets a bonus check, you know, basically if he doesn't send you for physical therapy. So, you know, any money he saves on, on how much Medicare has to pay on your behalf, he's going to get part of that back as an incentive. And uh, he thought, you know, the patient thought that was crazy. Uh, but I told him, I said, look, ask him next time you go for your appointment about it. And he did. And when he asked the surgeon, hey, did you not refer me to physical therapy because of an ACO or shared savings? The the, the surgeon was shocked. He said, how did you know about that? Right. Mm. And uh, he quickly agreed. He told the patient, hey, I'll go ahead and send you to the physical therapist. We'll get that range of motion back, but let's keep this kind of on the down low, right? Mm, mm. Um, so this is real stuff. It's actually affecting care. So if you have, you know, something you don't get referred to, you feel like you should have been, uh, or if you're always getting the very cheapest medication, it seems to have more side effects. Um, it may be done partly because of cost. And so keep that in mind. Wow. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Well, uh, I hate to end on that note, but that does conclude uh, all the time we have for this week. Yeah, and don't forget that, uh, you know, we do take questions year-round, and we sort of compile those. And the questions that come up the most frequently that just keep popping to the top, what we do is we try to answer those questions on these uh, Q&A shows. Uh, But if you do have questions, please send them in, um, and we will try to get them answered. Uh, And our scripture this week is from Matthew 7, For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show this week, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.